Week three of the NFL and the EFFL Football League has come and gone, which means it's time for everybody's favorite fantasy podcast, the EFFL Football League podcast. I am your host, Dakota, owner of Team CD. Uh, Mary had a little CD lamb. Little is spelled incorrectly on purpose, by the way, uh, due to character limits. Someone brought that to my attention. That someone is also with me. Sean, dear leader, commissioner of the league. Sean, how you doing? Struggling, man. Two bad beat losses in a row. Had a win. I was up by one. Then Sleeper added a fumble from Zach right after the game. Lost by one. Not oh, good. Another brutal loss for Sean. Uh, and we'll get into that a little bit more too. Calvin, if Sean feels that way, uh, I don't even want to know how you feel. How are you feeling this week? Set the whole thing on fire. <laughs> Burn it to the yeah. ground. I'm here with Calvin, also owner of the new team, the Dumpster Fire. Uh, he means that figuratively and literally, uh, as it appears, his fantasy team has gone a little bit downhill, but that's okay. It's still early. Uh, so, guys, I guess we'll just kind of get into it. Good week for football. We had some good matchups. Um, we'll go through the, uh, the the matchups here, the, the standings. We'll get into our newsletter. Uh, we have a guest who submitted some questions here, which were some quotes rather that we'll get into as well. So um, I'll start off from mine. Uh, this was the last week for all divisional matchups, at least the first series game game one. So divisions are starting to take place. Uh, the first game I had on my board here is myself going against Calman. I was able to get a nice win here. This is the first week that I uh, haven't had a point differential in the halves of a point. So that was nice. Not sweating it out come Monday night. Uh, trash panda is absolutely brutal. So for those that don't know, uh, Sean was down. What was it, Sean? Like 50 35. points, 35, no, 55, 55, 55. Yeah. Heading into Monday night, he had Amari Cooper. He had Ezekiel Elliott. He had Dak Prescott. Uh, if I told you the Cowboys won 41 to 21 and he had those three in his lineup, you probably think he makes that comeback. And he almost did uh, a Dak strip sack fumble. The negative points were not issued until Sean had taken about a one-point lead. Uh, the stack correction right at the end of the game, they factored in that fumble, and Sean dropped from 111 and some change to 109.9, losing the matchup 110.86 to 109.90. Absolutely brutal. <laughs> Sean, I I feel for you, man. That's two back-to-back, just absolutely brutal losses. Um, It's tough. Fantasy gods are not smiling down upon you, but hopefully we can turn it around. You know, one-two start, but, you know, you're not 0-3, so that's that's always nice. Um, And nobody's 0-3, so a lot of parity in this league. Very good job, you know, with the divisions and and the the setups here. So um, everybody's still in it, which is great. Uh, The EFFL Primo Hoagie Game of the Week. Boys, it's not a hoagie. It's a primo. We had Patrick Stone who showed up big time in the you know spotlight was on him this week going against the New Jersey football team. He set a new EFFL league record in points, 183-18 in an absolute stomping of the New Jersey football team. Uh, Patrick could not be with us. He had other media obligations tonight, but he did leave us with a few quotes. Uh, he wanted to, uh, he wanted us to tell the league, and I will bring those up here now. So, the first thing he had to say was, "This is only the start of my team destroying other teams. We take it one game at a time, one play at a time, one series at a time. We will crush our opponent. Losing is not an option." Patrick, I'm not sure if you're playing fantasy football or going to war, but that has me pumped up and fired up, and I'm ready for it. I I hope that I'm not the team that has to play you in week four, which we'll get to later. So again, Patrick Stone, we will get him on a later podcast uh, where he can uh, talk about his his victory, but awesome job, man. That team looks strong. Big Chunky Ben against Taylor Maid. A little bit of drama we had the morning of Sunday. Uh, I was getting word from media sources around the league that Brandon was out partying in Atlantic City. Uh, he he left uh, an injured T. Higgins on the bench. You know, oh, there was going to no. be some drama. There's a man down. 
would that cost him? Um, unfortunately, it, it did not. Big Chunky Ben was too much. And, you know, Fadil getting his first win of the season. What did this cost, you may ask? Or what did this take? I'm going to tell you from Fadil himself. This took 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% reason to remember Fadil's name. Fadil, Big Chunky Ben. Impressive win. You did it. One and two. Is this the start of a championship season? Time will tell. Brandon, very strong start to the season. You're in my division. Uh, We are now tied. I'm going to look for you to bounce back. Your team's been strong so far. I'm sure you will. And then we had our week week two uh, EFFL Primo Hoagie Game of the Week winner, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, John Liu, going against Joe Buck yourself. He was able to squeak out a win here, 123-52 to 114. He is the only undefeated team left. Team is looking very, very strong. Uh, And as we look at the power rankings from this week, he is the header here coming in at number one. Hertz and Goddard on Monday Night Football helped rally against his cousin Alex and remain the only undefeated team. He's going to be in the Primo Hoagies Game of the Week again next week against myself, which we'll get into in a little bit. Some other big movements we had. Team Patrick Stone last week was fifth. This week coming in at third. Huge point total boosted him to the second spot. And uh, he looks to be a force to be reckoned with. And again, his quotes put the league on notice. I've made quite a a jump here after starting 0-1. I've been able to get back-to-back wins here. Last week, ninth, I moved up six spots to third. Jeff Stone to fourth. Uh, He was able to hold off Sean on Monday night. We have Brandon. He came in at three last week. This week he drops to five. Again, still a strong team, still two and one, still very much in this. New Jersey football team coming in sixth. Sean took a bit of a drop this week. Last week he came in at fourth. This week he is seventh. Oh, man. We can get back in there, though. Uh, Sean's games have all been very close, and he puts up a lot of points. Big Chunky Ben, last week you were last. This week no longer. Up to eighth spot. Awesome job. Wideout University moved up two spots as well to the ninth spot. Joe Buck yourself, uh, unable to pull off the upset uh, to hold off John's Monday Night Football comeback. But, uh, you know, Alex holds the steady towards the bottom of the rankings here. And then coming in 11th is Albert Liu, Miles Well Suck Me Golf, and number 12, the Dumpster Fire, coming from first to worst in a matter of two weeks. Uh, but again, there's still a lot of time here. Um, Calvin, we just need Jameis to throw five TDs a week, and you will be fine. <laughs> yeah, totally Famous Jameis. <laughs> oh, you forgot to uh, recap uh, the Miles as well suck me golf game with uh, Wild University. Yeah, that was um, – let me go in here. My uh, sleeper is dragging here. Does anybody have it up? Yeah. It was just your standard blowout. Uh, Wyatt University uh, got their first win against uh, his cousin, Albert. Miles as well, second in golf, 130.3 to 96.36. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, sorry, my sleeper, I just had to close it out, would not let me scroll down here, and he was at the very bottom. So sorry about that, Whiteout University. I do not want to take any credit away from you getting your first win. Excellent job, man. 130, that's a hefty point total. Um, So looking at the standings, you know, we won't go through them all, but, uh, you know, the division leaders after three weeks, the Medford Seahawks, uh, again, another name change. I'm going to have trouble keeping track of these. Patrick Stone coming in at 2-1. Mary had a little CeeDee Lamb, takes control of the central division at 2-1, and and Super Mario Sunshine, 3-0. So uh, awesome week of football. We had some big injuries this week, uh, arguably the number one, Fantasy player Christian McCaffrey, uh, you know, went down. Um, so that's unfortunate. Chubba Hubbard oh, was no. the <laughs> there's a man down. <laughs> Chubba Hubbard was the the big free agent this week. He fetched a hefty price of sixty eight dollars in the free agency bidding war here. Running backs are a dime a dozen, it seems, and, and they go for a lot each week they, on the waiver wire. They go for a lot. You know, he had five bids, and uh, Brandon put in thirty five. Uh, Albert had thirty four. And then we had some offers of 20 and 10, but big, big money being spent for Chubba Hubbard. 
I have to imagine he's going to have a big role in that offense. You just have to think, you know, how long is McCaffrey going to be out? But for short-term relief, he's definitely big. Um, I think that was really it. And we had Dalton Schultz as well. I do want to call him out. Um, so I saw a stat that he is the second-rated tight end in terms of, like, whatever that stat they use, like PFF, I think, whatever Chris Collinsworth's uh, stats are. Or maybe it's um, pro football focus. Is that what I'm thinking of? Anyway, yep. he is the second rated tight end right now in the league behind Travis Kelsey. So uh, really? another big, and that, that could be a steal at $4. He seems to have taken the starting position over Blake Jarwin, who was hurt last year. And, uh, you know, he, he made most of his time last year, had a very good season, and he is continuing to pick that up. You just have to wonder in the Dallas offense, he's one of those players where, you know, there's a lot of mouths to feed. So, But I, I think that could be a sneaky pickup as well. Calvin adding Marlon Mack. There are some trade rumors. Marlon Mack was held out of this week's contest because uh, it looks like they're going to be trying to move him. So um, that could be a very sneaky pickup as well. And you got him for a bargain, Calvin. Didn't have to spend any of your free agent budget. So, you know, if he goes to a team, maybe it's a Carolina. Um, you know, maybe it's, you know, the, the Ravens don't really seem to need the help, but they've had a lot of running back issues. You know, if he can go into a good offense, that could be a very sneaky pickup. Yeah, I hope so. I think that, you know, I'm kind of staying away from Eagles running backs after this performance against the uh, the Cowboys on Monday night. And I think that Marlon Mack, if he goes to a team that is in need of a running back and he's inserted as the starter, I think there's enough there to definitely warrant the uh, the $0 investment. Yeah, to um, add to that, just some storylines for the week. Uh, the Monday night game, I know we all had our eyes on, being there are a lot of Cowboys and Eagles fans in this league. Um, unbelievable. The Eagles only had three carries. If you are holding an Eagles running back this week, you have to be disappointed. I did hear Nick Sirianni uh, in the press conference, I think it was today or yesterday. No, I think it was today. Say basically, you know, they had ran maybe 15 or so RPOs that they counted as runs. Um, and 12 of them were, were passed out of, and he could have, I guess, based off the tape, maybe thrown six or seven of those. So that could be where some of those additional runs are. But, man, if you got Miles Sanders, you cannot be happy this week. Mm. Aaron Rodgers, big bounce back. We kind of knew that was going to happen. He seems to be okay. The Packers uh, look okay. Um, we had um, the Browns laid on the Bears. The Chargers upset the Chiefs. In Kansas City, 30-24, to 24, Chargers look to be legit this year. The Chiefs, I don't know what's going on with them. Um, Patrick Mahomes, great quarterback, probably the best quarterback in the league. Uh, you can make that argument between him and Brady. But he is reckless at times with the ball, and it seems like defenses ball. are starting to kind of you know catch up to that. So we'll see. I mean, they have the Eagles this week uh, in Philly, I believe. So uh, you have to think they're going to bounce back and see. I, you know, they're, I, They have to be a playoff team, but... And the Chargers look to be for real, Justin Herbert. Some other notable matchups here. The Bills stomped on the Washington football team, the Falcons and Giants. That was a snooze fest, but the Falcons did get a win. Bengals upset the Steelers. Broncos laid it on the Jets. Poor Zach Wilson looks to be just you know running for his life. Uh, awful situation for him. The Raiders, undefeated, able to knock off the Dolphins. The Rams, who looked to be legit. Sean, I think you had them pegged as the number one seed preseason. They're undefeated, yeah. and they look very, very good. Uh, they were able to knock off the defending champs, the Buccaneers. The Vikings, a little bit of a surprise to me, were able to knock off the Seahawks. I feel like the Vikings, you either get you know a team that looks like they can contend for a championship or a team that doesn't even look like they should be in the NFL. Exactly. Uh, week in and week out. There's no in-between with them. So uh, it worked out if you have the Vikings receivers, you know, probably pretty happy this week. As we said, the Packers were able to get an upset win. I actually had them pick this week plus three. Easiest bet of my life. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is not going down. He is going to be on a war path coming back. Healthy Devontae Adams. And then, as we said, the Cowboys were able to get a win against the Eagles. Some of the big performances in terms of the power rankings – uh, with Josh Allen, uh, four passing TDs, one rush TD. We had Zeke with uh, two rush TDs, Mike Williams, two TDs, and Dalton Schultz, as we just said, made the list. Two TDs as well, 23 points. And he was a free agent this week. So ooh, if you have him in your tight end spot, that could have been the difference between a win or a loss. So it's cool he to see some of these. Uh, yeah, yeah, he got picked up uh, for cheap too, um, as I was yeah. mentioning. 
looking at the players of the week, you have um, or the MVP race rather. That's going to be led by Tom Brady, Kyler Murray coming in second. The Cardinals, man, they look tough too. Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford. I'm taking a lot of offers on Stafford. <laughs> Just going to put that out there. You know, who's going to sweeten the pot here? He is on the trade block, uh, but awesome season for him in the Rams. You have to think. I mean, Stafford's been so. Uh, such a great quarterback that's been locked into a, a miserable Detroit team for mm-hmm. the longest time. I feel like it was back in like 2011, 12 when they drafted, um, they drafted him. They had Calvin Johnson. still at that point they had a Dominican Sue. Uh, I think they had Nick Fairley. They drafted too. like, they had a mean defense and it looked like they were finally going to turn it around. And then Schwartz. that was really the best shot. Oh yeah. Jim Schwartz. <laughs> Jim Schwartz. Eagles fans know him well. <laughs> yeah. So this is I feel like this year you have to think that he knows this is his best shot and that the time's, you know, running out. Definitely the most talented team he's ever been around, I feel. And the best coaching that he's had. And then you have Kirk Cousins coming in at number five. Again, he's off to a pretty good season, but you just don't really know um what you're gonna get with him. So that's that's the risk you kind of take. And this league, quarterbacks are very, very important. Um, the week four matchups, we have some interesting ones. So these are the first of the non-divisional matchups this year. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on your matchups? We'll get into it, I guess, a little bit. Uh, should we start with the game of the week? Uh, that's myself. Yeah. If you haven't read the newsletter, uh, I'm going against Super Mario Sunshine, who we had on the podcast last week. Very strong team. Three. Yeah. One versus three. And you know what? Not to take anything away from week one, I lost fair and square. This could be a, a 3-0, 3-0 matchup. Yeah, you only lost Derek by Car- points, like hey, a point or two, right? I think hey, not even half a point. Um, again, <laughs> I thought I was safe, and Derek Carr just was throwing a Darren Waller, it felt like, 73 times during that game. Yeah, uh, I think right. he finished with like 21 targets that week, and uh, a last-minute touchdown to Waller sealed my fate and uh, put me down. So that was a brutal loss, so I know pain and misery. But um, it should be a good game. I mean, I'm I'm projected to win now. I don't think it's going to be as much of a blowout. I think this is going to be much, much closer. So I'm looking at it here now. And again, these rosters could definitely change from now, which is Wednesday uh, to Sunday. But I'm projected 143 to 132 over uh, Super Mario Sunshine. And I feel like it's probably going to be a little bit closer. Looking at you know the matchup, you have Lamar Jackson against Denver. That Denver D actually doesn't look too bad. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers against Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh D also doesn't look too bad. So I you know I I don't know who to really give the edge there to. Saquon against Singletary. Uh, the Giants' offense is not good. The Saints' defense is good. Um, Jason Garrett has pretty much destroyed any hopes for Giants fans, <laughs> but I'm not going to give the edge to Devin Singletary because he is so volatile week in and week out. They seem to like Zach Moss a little bit more in Buffalo. So I think I'd have to give the edge to Barkley. Um, Elijah Mitchell, he was the big free agent last week. We know that he spent a lot of his money on him for that bid, and he was able to secure him, but he really didn't do much against, you know, I have Alvin Kamara in my backfield, and then receivers I have in there right now, Godwin, Beasley, and Lamb going up against Scary Terry, Allen Robinson, and Jamar Chase, who's going to be playing Thursday night against Jacksonville. Tight ends, Dallas Goddard versus Robert Tunyon on my side. I have Kareem Hunt in my flex going against Corey Davis. And then our super flex, Jalen Hurts for Team Sunshine and Matthew Stafford for myself, who has a, I would say, a favorable matchup against Arizona. You got to think Arizona is going to put up a lot of points. Um, So I don't know. You know, I'm not going to predict my own game, but it is the primo hoagies game of the week. And I'll let you guys give your thoughts. Yeah, I I think that you have this... uh I honestly feel like you're going to win this game. I didn't vote for you in the polls because I'm still kind of salty about Monday night, <laughs> um, and and for our you know our previous game as well. Um, but I, I think that you have it this week. You know, I think Lamar's butt still hurts from doing that whole flip thing uh, against the uh, Chiefs. Yeah, what and, what an idiot thing to do. I mean, if I'm a Ravens fan, I'm like even a Ravens coach. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean it's it's just uncalled for like I get it's like an emotional game and all that but you know you have to keep yourself healthy and that I mean he hit the ground pretty freaking hard on that flip just I mean he clearly isn't a a gymnast so uh, not a smart idea Uh, I think that kind of affected him this past weekend Um, and then of course you know you have Saquon who to me doesn't look um, fully healthy yet 
And the Giants, I mean, I'll be honest with you guys, the Eagles fan, I hope that the trio of Gettleman, Judge, and uh, Garrett stay together forever and we get this year in and year out because this is just a pitiful team. You know, Joe Judge came out today and basically said that they don't believe in, uh, you know, uh, analytics. And it clearly shows because, I mean, they are they're more of a dumpster fire than my team, which is called dumpster fire at this point. So I have zero confidence in Saquon Barkley because he was gifted a really shitty coach, a terrible quarterback and one of the worst offensive coordinators in the league that has no business calling plays. So, uh, yeah, I'm not super confident with his with his first two there. Um, 49ers, I'm not sure um, how Mitchell's going to do uh, this weekend. Um, man, I just think, plus Jalen Hurts, I mean, you just don't know. You don't know how he is going to rebound, especially against the Chiefs. You know, he is still a young quarterback, and he's going to be going through these growing pains. This is really a time to see if he can learn and develop. Um, but the fact that he's struggling hitting, you know, receivers and tight ends over the middle of the field, that kind of eliminates Goddard in this matchup as well, if that continues. And I'm sure they'll work, they're going to work to fix that. But I just feel like there's too many question marks on Mario Sunshine's team right now at crucial positions. And I just feel like you uh, you have a pretty big advantage here, especially with your two quarterbacks. And then, of course, Kamara as well. And you just have, it looks like, more well-rounded receivers. So I have to go with you on this matchup. You did vote for Super Mario Sunshine in the poll. I did, but it was mainly because I was salty about about. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want Dakota to win the poll. He already beat me in, in the game, so I didn't want him to win something else. I'm not going to give him the, the triple crown. I respect your honesty. I, I think that's a great analysis. I'm hoping it pans out that way. I, I don't... <laughs> I agree with Common though. I do think Super Mario Sunshine has too many question marks. Um, and I feel much more confident in you scoring 140 than I do his team, uh, mainly because, uh, you know, you like Barkley, he put up 18 last week, but I feel that was maybe more so an aberration. Um, Elijah Mitchell, who knows if he's going to perform or not. Um, you know, McLaurin, I feel confident in scoring, but Robinson's, you know, that that bears passing. That whole offense is awful. One net passing yard last oh week. Oh, my God. Uh, unbelievable. How, how is that even possible? In 2020 I- a lot. <laughs> um, Chase has been great, but he's been very touchdown dependent. So if he doesn't score, um, who knows if he uh, produces. Goddard, who knows. Corey Davis, that Jets offense is horrendous. And then uh, Hertz may have to play catch up, so. He should perform, but I just feel more confident in, in your team being able to put up 140. But John could. Who knows? It's a lot of, you know, a big question mark. I think it will be close, but I do have to give you the edge. I like it. I, great analysis. Yeah, I, I've actually had uh, Jamar Chase in some of my DraftKings lineups, like the weekly leagues, and definitely agree with touchdown dependent. And some of his TDs have came late, too, that have kind of saved his score some week. But uh, he looks to be legit. He had a, a really bad preseason, obviously had a fantastic college career. But um, I think he's definitely passed the eye test as a starting receiver in this league so far. So uh, I, I'm excited to see what he can do going forward. We have to talk about your matchup. If you haven't looked yet, the other two co-hosts of this podcast, Trash Pandas and the Dumpster Fire, are going together here. Um <laughs> Calvin, you, you need you both teams really need a win. Uh, Sean again yeah. had two brutal losses, one and two. Calvin, awesome start, to, uh, but since then have dropped two. So both teams searching for a win uh, to stay in their you know division races here. Um, I, yeah, I was looking at this earlier, and there's some interesting ones here. So like looking at the quarterback. You have Tom Brady, who, if you don't know, is playing New England. It's his first return to New England, and they're playing Sunday night. It's going to be a huge all eyes are on him. You know that he is going to want to light up that New England team for no other reason other than, you know, just to kind of show him. Uh, I think it's going to be a big moment for him. Calman, great matchup with Patrick Mahomes. My fear with this is that typical kind of like, uh, you know, the Cowboys had was the passing game kind of halted in the second half because they didn't really need to throw the ball a whole ton. So, if you know, Jalen Hurts can keep this game close. The Eagles offense can show more of what they showed week one. Um, I think it's a total toss-up. It, it really is. 
The running backs, you have Zeke, who finally looked good going against the Carolina defense that's been pretty good this year, and Daryl Henderson for Sean going against Arizona, a game in which I'm predicting a lot of points. Going against Sony Michelle, Mark Ingram, we know I, I think everybody would probably agree, Cam, your weak point here is the running back. So I think that edges to Sean. Wide receivers, Tyree Kill for Calman, DK Metcalf, who has a good matchup against San Fran, divisional game. Um, that should be a lot of points here. See if he can find the end zone. Going to get up against, you know, Mike Evans, who, as we said, is going against his uh, well, Brady's former team, the New England Patriots. And Sean also has Amari Cooper going against Carolina. He still seems to be kind of lingering. He, he has some cracked ribs, I believe, from a week ago. He's going to be nursing. And then we have uh, uh, Cortland Sutton going up against Baltimore, Noah Font going up against Baltimore, and Zach Moss and Dak Prescott for Sean. On Calman's team, we have Kyle Pitts, Devonta Smith, Marquise Brown, and um, – I think that the, oh his super flex is Jameis Winston, Famous Jameis James. Winston going up against the Giants. So some interesting matchups here. I'm I'm really excited. I think for you guys on the quarterback battle to see kind of how that goes. You have two of the best QBs in the league going at it this you know this week. You know I can kind of give my prediction. Did you guys want to weigh in on it or do, do, are you against picking your own games? Um, I don't think I'm going to pick the game. Uh, I do think that. I feel a little bit more comfortable, I think, if I had Sean's quarterbacks in the situation. Um, the big question mark here, though, is Jameis Winston going up against the Giants, which could be, <laughs> it could be like a, a shit show. So, and I mean that in a good way for the Saints. Um, man, it's, I feel like what has the biggest potential, because I almost feel like our quarterbacks could cancel each other out. I think there's a chance that you know Tom Brady's going to be super uh, super emotional for this game, and he could maybe not perform as well. You know, kind of similar to most of his well, not most of well, uh, some of his Super Bowl performances where it's like a close game. Um, it's really hard to say, and this is kind of uncharted territory here with him going up against the Patriots. But I feel like at the biggest positions. Um, I feel like that running back position is really going to do me in here, um, but I'm not making any any predictions. That's just kind of my gut feeling. Yeah, I won't make a prediction. I do feel our team, is, besides running back, is, is pretty even. I think you have a slight edge at wide receiver, um, but I think everywhere else we're, we're pretty even. I'll get my prediction. Um, I think it ends in a tie. And I'll leave it at that. Is that even possible? <laughs> it is. <laughs> but it, there's you, two tenths places, so it would be very difficult, but it is possible. Call it a feeling. You know, uh, I just it's what I'm, I'm feeling yeah. here on Wednesday night at 9.49 p.m. I think this game ends in a tie. We'll see if I'm correct. <laughs> I guess this is Gronk's first return to New England as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. So Gronk and Tom Brady, that's going to be an exciting game. You know the NFL is uh, excited to have that on Sunday night. Thursday sure. night we have – the, the AFC South just always seems to sneak into Thursday night games. I always – I feel like every Thursday it's like the Colts and the Texans playing or something, you know. Um, that's our Thursday night game. But, <laughs> is that uh, the Thursday night game? The, not No, so this week it's the Jaguars and Bengals. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, but again, I think the AFC South played the last Thursday game, didn't they? Wasn't it the, yeah, Panthers and Texans. So kind of. So moving on, we'll go down the rest of the matchups and give our breakdowns and predictions. And, uh, we haven't really been keeping score here, but I, I think we need to start, you know, to see if we have any credibility, you know, who's to say that we should be running this podcast. Um, we could be bozos for all the league knows. So uh, maybe this week we'll start tracking the predictions here and see who we can get the win. In that case, I guess I have to give a prediction on the Dumpster Fire and Trash Pandas. Um, if it's not a tie, I think Trash Pandas takes the win. Sorry, Calman. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair. It's fair. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> but it's, it's fair. And... Uh, yeah, shit, man. Well, we'll move on. So let's uh, give our breakdown. So next up, we have the Wideout University, which is uh, Bruno Corras. Did I say that right, Sean? Corras. Close. Corras. Cobras. Going against the number one ranked Patrick Stone, the Medford Seahawks. Um, 
Sleeper has this as a close matchup. It's right now, Medford Seahawks are predicted to win 138-136. So we'll go down and break down the rosters. Looking at first the quarterback position, Wideout University has Tyler Heineke going up against Atlanta. Medford Seahawks has Justin Herbert in the running back room for the Wideout University. We have Austin Eckler and Chris Carson. His wide receivers, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Pittman, Tyler Higby. Sorry, I got to click down here. Alexander Madison, Carson Wentz in his super flex. For the Medford Seahawks. (laughs) 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 Oof, indeed. Justin Herbert, as we said, Derrick Henry, Royce Freeman, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. They came up big last week. Mike Williams, Mark Andrews, Juju Smith-Schuster, and the flaming hot Derek Carr, who will be playing Monday night in his super flex. So looking at these teams, I mean, I, I think Sleeper's pretty spot on. I, I, I don't think there's a lot of variance like at each position. I wouldn't say that one team is much better than the other. I, I Well, I, I guess that's not really true. I guess if we're looking at the quarterback position, Justin Herbert and Derek Carr are miles ahead of Carson Wentz and Heineke. Fantasy-wise... They're projected the same, which is kind of interesting. So the matchup I like, I you know, Heineke against Atlanta. Atlanta's D is not very good. It's just he's been proven to put up some points already. But I, I have to lean Justin Herbert and Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is putting up like almost an MVP type season, and Justin Herbert is here to stay. You know, so I don't know what your guys' thoughts on that. The rest of the rosters I feel like are pretty even. I really don't know who to give the leverage on aside from the quarterback position. And I, I don't know if that's going to be enough to, to flip the game one way or another. Yeah, I think that the uh, the Medford uh, Seahawks are going to uh, to take this. I think Herbert the pervert, even though he hurt his thumb, is just – he's too good right now. He, I think he's kind of hitting his stride now. He's kind of struggling a tiny bit in the first few games, I think. But I think that he is like in full full season mode now. Uh, Derek Henry, he looked pretty nasty this past weekend. Um, you know, and it, it's it's really, I mean, depending on how Kurt Cousins does this weekend, I think those two Vikings receivers could put up a lot of points. Um, actually, no, they're going against Cleveland. I don't know. Cleveland looked really, really looked really brutal this past weekend um, against you know the opposing offense. They just they were getting after after the the quarterback there. So uh, it, it's hard to say. Uh, I don't think. Uh, Tyler Heineke is uh, super great. I think he could potentially play down to the competition uh, against Atlanta. Uh, that's kind of one of my concerns. Um, man, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I like the receivers better for Wideout University, hence their name. It's their their patent. Um, but I don't know. I kind of feel like uh, the Medford Seahawks are going to take this one. I think I'm going to give Wyatt University the upset bid here, but I think it's going to be like razor thin close. Um, and I only think he can pull this off if Heineke and Wentz perform. Um, they are pretty even elsewhere. Uh, I do think Wyatt University has the more better like skill players um, overall. Um, and Mifford Seahawks does have a huge advantage at QB, but if, if Wentz and, and Heineke can put something together, I do think they have a slight edge. You know, it's tough. I, uh, I I don't like Carson Wentz at all. Miami's D, no. <laughs> while they haven't been great, they are. Uh, I mean, their corners are, are pretty good. I think it's interesting. So I'm just now noticing Julio Jones in the bench spot, which, of course, could change. Preseason, I had wideout university. I, I really thought that they would be a strong team. And again, there's still a lot of season to go. But DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and Julio Jones in a half-point PPR league, I mean, that is just elite wide receivers. Uh, so it's yeah. crazy to me. I don't know if it's just been bad matchups, uh, bad luck. You know, sometimes that's the way it goes. You get the highest score that week. I, I feel like I got to lean wide out universe. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know if I can back him with Car- <laughs> Carson Wentz and <laughs> Heineke in there. Heineke can, pr- you know, Heineke can score. I, Carson Wentz, uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to do enough. I wanna I wanna vote for you, Wideout University. I do, but I think I have to give it to the Medford Seahawks. I think 
I think the quarterback, I just don't know if you're going to be able to overcome that. It's going to be close, though. I, I mean, this is like almost too close to call. So if I had to make a pick, I'll, I'd go with Medford Seahawks. And again, I'm basing that off of the quarterback position. So we'll see. You know, up to you guys to prove us wrong here. Next matchup we can look at, we got Big Chunky Ben going against the New Jersey football team. Big Chunky Ben looking to get his second straight win here. Uh, team Castle, I believe, has lost. Is this back-to-back? Did he start a 1-0? I, I, I know that he had a close uh, one with nah, you, Sean. His one win was the one against me. That, that was week two. Eventually. Okay, that's yeah. right. Okay, I couldn't remember that was week one or two. Okay, so uh, both teams looking to avoid a 1-3 and three start. We'll look at Big Chunky Ben. Big week for him. Uh, we have Josh Allen, who put on a clinic, going against the sorry Houston Texans. Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift, Kevin Osborne, DJ Moore, Zach Paschal, George Kittle, Michael Carter, and Kirk Cousins in his super flex position going up against Kyler Murray, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, Stefan Diggs, Chase Claypool, Debo Samuel, Logan Thomas, Miles Gaskin, and Ryan Tannehill in the super flex position. Sleeper has this as a, a bit of a lopsided game here with 71% confidence for the New Jersey football team to win 145-132. I feel like in this game, you know, Kyler Murray is having a phenomenal season. The Cardinals are in shootouts. He is, it looks like he's straight out of Madden. Aaron Jones is questionable this week. It looks like he is uh, he has an ankle injury, which is never good. He was limited today in Wednesday's practices. David got Montgomery. We've expressed our dislike of the Bears organization and their offense. Um, he hasn't been awful. Um, he had a big week one. Last week he wasn't very good, but I can't say that he's been awful. But you know, when you, you back bad teams on offense, it typically doesn't play out for fantasy. You know, and he's going to be going against Nick Chubb and DeAndre Swift, who I have to give the edge there to, to Big Chunky Ben. I think now, only with Aaron Jones's injury. Of course, Aaron Jones single-handedly won fantasy matchups. You know, a week ago with his four touchdowns. Um, so we got to see how that goes um, as the week progresses. Kevin Osborne, DJ Moore, Zach Pascal going up again. And I'm sorry, that's KJ Osborne going up against Stefan Diggs, Chase Claypool, and Debo Samuel. DJ Moore, Carolina, going up against Dallas. That game could be high scoring. Um, it could be a game where both teams try to pound the ball. That's my prediction on that. Um, Pascal against Miami. Again, I don't trust Carson Wentz to, to really do anything. Um, I think that hurts his value. <sighs> Osborne, he's the third essentially weapon of that receiving core behind Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. I might, I think Deontay Johnson might be in for, for Osborne or one of those receivers if he comes back this week. Yeah, he's still questionable. So uh, that could definitely change the tide a little bit. Um, he is projected 11 points, whereas, you know, Pascal's projected eight. Uh, Moore's projected 14, so he's probably not moving. Um, Osborne, though, is projected under eight as well. So, yeah, that could definitely be a position that could – Make this a little bit of a closer game. Looking at the roster as a whole, I think the combination. Ah, it's tough. You know, I I think it's really going to come down to is is Aaron Jones healthy this week? Um, he's got a, a tough matchup, so if he's at all injured or hurt, I, I, it's probably not going to be good for him. Kyler Murray has a tough defense, but it's a divisional game. He's going against the Rams. I think he gets his points. Josh Allen, uh, he's going to, he should, I sit rather say, he's going to torch Houston for Fadil. So uh, I, the quarterbacks, I would say, are probably pretty even. Both are coming off big weeks. Right now, Fadil's got two healthy running backs. I, I just, the wide receivers, I think, are a little weak. I, I think, I think Washington football team or the New Jersey football team has a big edge there. Tight end, you know, we'll call it a bit of a wash. George Kittle kind of having an underwhelming season thus far. Mm-hmm. And then the super flex position, I don't think there's a, a giant difference. Like we said with Kirk Cousins, he's either like a, I mean, he looks like an MVP candidate or he looks like he should be a free agent week to week. And he's going against a tough Cleveland defense. And you got Ryan Tannehill against the worst team in the league, the Jets. Um, but I, I think right now in its current stat, I'll take my chances with an injured Aaron Jones and that wide receiver, you know, pool that Christian Castle has, and I would give the edge to him, I think. 
Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I definitely like Kyler Murray's matchup against uh, L.A. Uh, I think that, um, you know, he's obviously having a stellar season. That game is probably going to be a shootout. It's probably going to be a really fun game to watch, honestly. Um, you know, I think Aaron Jones, you know, it really depends what his injury is going to do. But, I mean, he has, you know, definitely a really high ceiling. Uh, I'm still, like, not super sold on the Steelers. Uh, so I think that he could potentially have a big game just depending on his availability and health. Um, and, you know, I'm just looking at the receivers, you know, Stephon Diggs, I think he's going to do pretty good against Houston. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of out on big Ben right now, so I'm not feeling super confident with Claypool. Um, but I think Samuel could definitely do some damage against Seattle. Um, and then Tannehill, Playing against the Jets, I feel like that could uh, could be a pretty big game for him. But uh, I'll tell you what, you know, I think that when I was looking at this matchup originally, I think I was leaning towards the uh, New Jersey football team. But when I met Fadil in the back seat of a 2004 Chevy SSR, I got the impression that he is a leader and he's going to rally these troops to a victory this weekend. Uh, you know, he was backed in a corner, 0-2. And he came out firing last week. I think that he's going to have Josh Allen. He's going to have Nick Chubb playing to their highest level. And uh, I think he's going to uh, to keep the New Jersey football team spiraling. I do think this is going to be a lot closer than uh, Sleeper predicts. Um, Fidel's got a big advantage at running back. Well, pretty big, I'd say. And then Christian's got a big advantage at wide receiver. Um, I think everything else washes out. I'm going to give the edge to Fidel, though. I do think he edges out New Jersey football team, but I do think it's a lot closer than what Sleeper was predicting. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that. And Fidel, even though I pre- pre- uh, predicted against you, I don't want this to come between our relationship. I'll be rooting for you, buddy. The next matchup we have, Joe Buck Yourself against Goodfellas. This is another one that Sleeper has to be a bit of a blowout here. Uh, Sleeper has Joe Buck Yourself with 75% confidence winning against the Goodfellas. This would be another upset, you know, a one and two team beating a two and one team, uh, Goodfellas. Looking at the teams here, you know, with Joe Buck Yourself, he's got Matty Ice in the lineup, Dalvin Cook, who is still questionable. Najee Harris coming off a big week. He's really finally showed what he can do. Uh, he's yeah, I've heard rookie of the year. He was the top running back in the draft, one of the top picks in the draft, and had a slow start. And I, I feel like he'll probably have some weeks like that, but he has big upside week in and week out. Keenan Allen, Calvin Ridley, Odell Beckham, TJ Hawkinson, and the big pickup of Chubba Hubbard. He's pairing him currently with Sam Darnold in his super flex position going up against the Goodfellas, Russell Wilson, James Robinson, Leonard Fournette, Tyler Lockett, who's currently questionable, Marvin Jones, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Emmanuel Sanders, and in uh, stones, super flex Baker Mayfield against the Minnesota Vikings. That game could also be a shootout too. I think so. Uh, basically, what we have this week is Joe Buck yourself against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers are going to be on <laughs> Sunday Night Football. Uh, again, I think Brady's going to light it up. So I think that's going to give a little bit of a boost here. As we said, this is also Gronk's return as well. Um, looking at these teams, the Falcons have been underperforming, but they're going against the Washington team who. Their defense is good in name only. Uh, I believe they're ranked 31st in the league currently right now. Really? So, yeah, I, they have not been good. And I know a lot of people had them pick to win the East. I didn't see it. I know their defense nah. you know, was good last year, but I think they were just extremely overhyped. Um, yeah. Their defense has not looked impressive. And while Heineke has looked capable, not capable enough to really do much, you know, maybe he gets a few upsets or can play spoiler, but... Dalvin Cook, um, I don't know if he's going to be healthy or not. It, it seems like he, unfortunately, is always hurt, you know, which hurts that value. Najee Harris, again, he's going to be looking to put up a big week. Keenan Allen going against Las Vegas. That could be a high-scoring game. That's on Monday night. Calvin Ridley, uh, a pretty good matchup here, again, against Washington. It's just whether or not Matt Ryan can get him the ball. We really ha- didn't see it the first week. The last two weeks have been a bit better for that um 
Falcons offense. They went toe to toe with Tampa two weeks ago, and then you know low scoring game against the Giants last week. Odell Beckham, who is also questionable, I think he was limited today at practice, so we'll see if he can go or not. But he played his first game since his ACL tear, and you know he did okay. He put up like eleven or twelve points last week. So um, going against Minnesota, that game, like I was saying, you know the uh, Goodfellas have. Baker Mayfield in their super flex position, that could be a high scoring game if if the Browns want to throw the ball. I mean, they're they're typically a ground and pound team, but maybe this is one of the weeks Kirk Cousins looks like an MVP and you know they can make Baker throw. I don't know what to make of the Carolina Dallas game. Sam Darnold looks like he is a capable quarterback after leaving New York. Um I've heard some people saying this is Carolina's first real test. Their defense, from what I've seen, looks legit. I think McCaffrey being out is going to hurt, but uh, Chubba Hubbard uh, is a very serviceable, good running back. The Dallas defense, while improved, they did look vulnerable against the run in the two carries Miles Sanders had last week. Uh, I think he averaged like eight yards. So you have to wonder what happens if you know the Eagles try to pound the ball last week, if that's a closer game. So I definitely think Hubbard could be one of those players where he was expensive, but he can kind of turn the tide. Uh, Gronk, I feel like is... I guess he has to be. It's because he's hurt. I feel like eight points is a little bit low for him considering what he's been able to do this year. Um, He had a down week last week, but he put up 25 week one and 17 week two. So um, looking at the matchup as a whole, I think I'd probably lean. uh, It's going to really come down to, I think, Dalvin Cook. I definitely think that. Joe Buck yourself has the advantage at almost every position, except I would give the advantage at quarterback position of the good fellows. Give me Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield versus Matt Ryan and Darnold, even though Darnold and Ryan have favorable matchups. You know, I'm going with the reliable guys, the guys that I know are consistent. Um, Falcons are just too volatile, I think. And Carolina, I don't really know what to make of them yet. I, we'll find out this week. I'll be watching that game closely. But I think I have to, uh, uh, I don't know. I think I'm going with Joe Buck yourself this week. Yeah, I, man, these, these teams are kind of a, a toss up. Um, I think Russell Wilson's going to have a good game against uh, San Francisco. Um, I wanted to touch upon Gronkowski. You know, I think I held a couple L's. Uh, the first two weeks, but I think I ate that W last weekend uh, in terms of him being a mascot for this team. I think that's going to continue this week. Um, I'm going to uh, you know quadruple down uh, on that uh, that take, and I think he's going to think he's going to go out quietly this weekend. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. I think that Matt Ryan being the uh, primary starter here for Joe Buck yourself is a little bit troubling. Uh, I just don't think the Falcons have a lot of life to them uh man (laughs) i don't i don't know it's i feel like sam darnold could definitely do something against dallas's defense especially because i feel like carolina is going to have a much more balanced attack than what the eagles did where i feel like the cowboys kind of knew that the eagles were going to pass every time so i kind of feel like they gave him a little bit of an edge and the eagles clearly just did not have it last week and i don't know if that's just because Dallas has just greatly improved in defense, which probably is the case uh, there because I believe they lead the league in turnovers, right? Is that that? A thing? Yeah, they lead the league yeah. in turnovers by a lot. So, yeah, I mean, they they're night and day different than last year. I think that it's a big enough sample size now to say that that's the case. Um, so it's it's really hard to say. I mean, if they continue what they're doing, I'm not going to feel as confident about Sam Darnold, but I also think. The fact he's out in New York now, I think he's just going to be better by default. So uh, that one's really a, a tough matchup. Um, oh man, I, I just think that the receivers on the receivers on Joe Buck yourself, I just don't feel confident in right now. I think Odell is not full strength yet, and uh, Calvin Ridley, he could be good, but it really depends on what the Falcons do as a whole. Um, you know, Keenan Allen's really the only one that I feel confident in, and I feel like that's not really a, a good thing. Um, so yeah, I think I'm actually going to lean towards uh, the good fellas this week. Oh, okay, be a big upset. Yeah, I have uh, Joe Buck yourself. I think this is going to be a shootout. I see both teams putting up a lot of points. I do think Joe Buck yourself 
looks like these players are I'm feeling safer. Their floor is safer than I did with the Goodfellas. Um, and so I'm going to lean towards them, especially if Dalvin Cook's playing, which it looks like he is. I, I guess that's what it has to be is just, you know, a, a higher floor. Because, like, as I look, I mean, it doesn't look like it should be that much of a blowout, like just looking at the players. But I, I guess that's what it has to be, you know, just, you know, having a players that even on a down week are going to score more for you than your typical you know, players would on a down week. Cause I don't know, like as I was going through, I was like 140 to 123 seems like a, just a big blowout looking at some of these, pro, you know, projections for scores, yeah. but yeah, it does. We'll see. The final matchup we have this week, we got miles as well. Suck me golf going against Brandon Tambori, Taylor made uh, one and two team again going up against a two and one team. This is projected to be really close. Going through um, Miles as well. Suck me golf's roster here. Joe Burrow, Melvin Gordon, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Tim Patrick, Kenny Galladay, Correll Patterson in the running back spot. And he seems to, I guess he's taken over from Mike Davis, it seems like. Uh, he's coming off really two big weeks. Travis Kelsey, number one tight end in the league. Miles Booby, Miles Sanders, and Jared Goff going up against Big Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Mixon, Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, who is having an unbelievable season, Christian Kirk, Marquez Calloway, Darren Waller, Antonio Gibson, and Danny Dimes against the New Orleans Saints. Um, Currently, Sleeper has Brandon winning this game with 60% confidence in a 133 to 127 matchup here. Um, this is another uh, game that I think could be really close. They're, both of these teams look a bit banged up. You know, Jonathan Taylor's questionable. Uh, he was limited today. Um, ben Roethlisberger, uh, again, he has that peck injury that he's kind of nursing, it seems like. Melvin Gordon, he always seems like he's injured as well. Um Kenny Galladay's questionable too, so a lot of a lot of uncertainty in this matchup. I think uh, uh, you know who's going to go. I, if I had to bet this early in the week, if you're questionable, you probably go. But we'll see. I'm just looking at the benches here to see if anybody could potentially um, you know have to replace them. And um, but I think they probably go at this point. Looking at the matchups, Joe Burrow going against Jacksonville, a very bad Jacksonville team on Thursday night. That has the potential for big game probability as opposed to Big Ben, who while the Steelers haven't looked bad um, defensively, Big Ben just really hasn't had the fantasy pop needed to be a difference maker so far this year. I think those days are beyond him. Um, Joe Mixon, again, for Brandon going up against Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon... Um, Kind of like a shell of himself. You know, he has weeks where he is productive, but that Denver backfield um, it just is unpredictable at times. He seems to be the lead guy now. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he seems to be kind of running on like, um, almost like a, he has to score to really be beneficial. They use him in the passing game a lot, but uh, he's coming off really two slow weeks. Uh, he put up 2.6 points. In week two, he did finally bounce back against the Chargers. But again, he kind of seems like one of those players where if he doesn't score, he's not going to give you a lot of points. Um, Jonathan Taylor, questionable. Uh, again, I, I don't like any Colt. So I, I got to give that one to uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire on Miles Will Suck Me Golf. Then we go to the wide receiver room uh, Tim Patrick, Kenny Galladay, and Quarter, um, Quarter Patterson, who's not really, uh, he's in the wide receiver spot, although he's technically a running back, uh, position. That's where he is, um, positioned for Atlanta going up against Cooper cup, Christian Kirk, Marcus Calloway, Cooper cup. I, I you know, Brandon, I, I don't like the other two receivers you have here other than cup, but the good news for you is I think Cooper cup is enough to make up the point differential from both of them. Uh, he's been, probably the best fantasy wide receiver so far this year and uh, a great matchup going against Arizona and what should be a high scoring game. Um, I don't even care that. I think that miles will suck me golf is a little more balanced at wide receiver. Currently I, I would take your wide receiver room strictly because of Cooper cup 
and his productivity. Tight ends, I think, is a toss-up. Travis Kelsey, while he is the best-rated tight end in the league, Darren Waller has shown that he could be a tight end one in this league and put up a lot of points. Then we go to the flex and super flex. You have Miles Sanders and Jared Goff for might as well suck me Goff going up against Antonio Gibson and Daniel Jones. I feel like Jared Goff and Daniel Jones are a bit of a, a wash at this point. Um, maybe I give an edge to Jared Goff just because he's going against that Chicago defense who's looked a mess. Um, and I just think he's probably the better quarterback of the two. Running back-wise, um, I'm staying away from Eagles running backs until further notice. I really don't know what the Eagles' plan is going forward. You have to think they're going to run the ball, but you know we'll see. I'll give that edge to Antonio Gibson going against Atlanta. I think this should be a close game. The game breaker, I think, could definitely be Cooper Cup in this matchup. Again, if he were to drop, you know, let's say he scores three TDs against Arizona, and that's like a 42 to 35 type game, um, that could be the difference maker for Brandon. And he's kind of carried Brandon's team along. I think I give a slight edge to Brandon in this matchup here, and I, I'd have to give my pick to him. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a tough game to pick. You know, I honestly think that I like Brandon's uh, skill position players a little bit better. But I I think that Brandon might have the worst quarterback duo in the league. Uh, I think that Big Ben is washed. I think he's cooked. Uh, he's a steak that was just cooked for way too long. <laughs> it's crispy. Uh, and Daniel Jones, I mean, he just... I think I feel like if Daniel Jones left the Giants... I think he would have a chance to be good. But, man, I'm telling you, those two Super Bowls they won against the Patriots, they did some kind of voodoo shit because I don't think the Giants are going to be good ever again. Uh, I just don't feel confident about those two positions, and unfortunately the quarterback position is so important. Um, so it's really up to you know Mixon and, and Cup and Waller and you know potentially Gibson to really carry this team. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that, I mean, I honestly don't think that uh, the quarterbacks on the other side are much better. I mean, you could probably make the argument that this is, you know, more or less two of the, you know, worst quarterback teams in our league. But I think the, the silver lining here is that Burrow's going up against Jacksonville and he's probably going to put up a ton of points. And he has potential, it seems, to be a really solid quarterback. And he's done, you know, pretty decent this year. So I think that that's a really big matchup, and that's going to be really crucial. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not super confident with Galladay. Um, I feel like the running backs are uh, okay as like a, a whole group here, you know, and that includes uh, Patterson as well. Um, Sanders, I, I just don't know. I mean, if the Eagles fall behind to the Chiefs. Are they really going to use Sanders at all? I mean, I feel like that game could get out of hand really quickly. And I'm actually really scared of Kelsey. I think Kelsey's going to have a giant game this week. The Eagles clearly don't have linebackers on their team or anyone that can cover a tight end. So, I mean, I think Kelsey's going to have a field day against the Eagles this weekend. So, honestly, I'm kind of leaning towards uh, Miles Well Suck Me Goff here just because I feel like he is a little bit better at the quarterback position. And I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm just going to, uh, yeah, I'm just going to, I'll stick with that pick. I feel okay. like I could definitely be wrong, but um, yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's kind of what I'm thinking. It, it, it's projected to be a close game. So, you know, it could definitely go either way here. You know, Sean, what are your thoughts on that? <clears throat> yeah, I think at first glance, I would have given this a blowout when the, to Brandon, the tailor made. Uh, but, you know, just looking at Albert, he has way too many injuries. It looks like to overcome with McCaffrey and, and Brown. Um, the closer I look, uh, Kalman said he might have the worst quarterback room in the league um, with, with Big Ben and, and Daniel Jones. And so if, if they both of them, you know, if you can't get points from those two positions, um, that's a big sink. Um, and then receivers. Besides Cop, it's it, it's almost a wash, but that's a big advantage with Cop. Um, I I want to say Brandon is gonna I'm gonna give him the slight edge, but I do think 
Albert has a good shot at an upset, but I'm going to give the edge to Brandon. Yeah, it definitely could go both ways. It's a tough matchup. Something to take note, uh, Brandon did pick up Josh Gordon, who was uh, recently signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, unlikely to play this week, but you know, could that be a a good you know um, sidekick here to Cooper Cup? Um, if Cooper Cup can continue to put up these points, so very close game. I mean, I, this week there's some good matchups. You know, we get away from the divisional games. This is where the standings are kind of going to start to take shape. I think a little bit. You know, I think most teams. You know, if you can get out of October, or I mean, I'm sorry, get into October, at least two and two. You set yourself up for the rest of the league. We've had some bad breaks so far, you know, for, for everybody. Um, so so that's it. Did we miss any games here? I think we got them all, right? Got them all. Yeah, I think we're good. That's it. So that's there you have it, guys. That's our uh, predictions, projections. Um, if you guys want to hear something else, you know, or have any uh, anything you wanted to add to the podcast, feel free to let us know. Uh, we appreciate you listening as always. And with that, we will see you in week five. Ha <laughs>